0: Hello and welcome to the Yarniax Podcast. This is episode number 165, which we are recording on Friday, April 27th, 2018. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And welcome to the episode. We're at the Yacht <laughs> Harbor again, so we're out recording on location, and it's a beautiful day, pretty windy, so you might hear the clanging of the sails. They make a clanging noise. I don't know what part of the sails that is rattling against the mast, but... it's Metal a, on metal. Yeah. It's an, <laughs> I like the sound of it, though. It's kind of wind chimey. Yeah, it is. What are you wearing today?
1: Well, I was wearing my recently finished floum sweater before Yay! we got here. I was freezing before we got here, sitting okay. at home using the computer. I always get cold, and then once I get out and moving about, it's actually kind of pleasant out today. So I'm not wearing the sweater right now, but I will tell you a little bit more about it in the what
0: have we finished segment. Awesome. awesome. New sweater <laughs> finish. Yeah. How about you? What are you wearing? I'm wearing a new finished object too. I'm wearing my Raven's Cliff shawl, which I talked about on the last episode. And I'll save that for what have I finished, too. Okay. So it's like teasers. Yes, exactly.
1: Exactly. what have
0: you been stocking?
1: I've been stocking a couple of things by Bristol Ivy. It's apparently my Bristol Ivy stocking week. And I know I have often mentioned before that I admire her construction techniques. And I've previously knit her Svalbard and her Newsome cardigans. And have been very happy with the results. <laughs> it feels like you've knit lots more Bristol Ivy patterns. Than I'm trying I was trying to remember if I had, and I didn't I couldn't remember any other sweaters that I had knit. So I'm not really sure. I should maybe stocking items too. I've probably stocked yeah. a lot. And the first item I'm stocking this week is a t-shirt design from the spring-summer 2016 issue of Amirisu called Asagi, and it's a basic t-shirt with kind of a scoop, kind of a v-neck, kind of somewhat in between a scoop and a v-neck, and it has lace sleeves, which are the nice little knit feature. It's pretty basic, and it's got a, what do you call that, a high-low, High lowish hem, so it's longer in the back. It's not super defined, but when you see the picture of the sweater hanging on a hanger, you can see that the front is a little bit shorter than the back. So I am trying to figure out yarn for this one because I believe I'm going to need three skeins of fingering weight. But I don't want to use something that's all wool, or I won't wear it what about your when dandelion? it gets really warm. And I had considered that, but I don't think there's enough of that, because uh, I only have two skeins. Again, darn, I only have I two skeins. I forgot there were only two. Darn it. Which was the problem yeah. for the other shirt that I had wanted to knit. I still don't know how I only bought two. Yeah, that seems so odd. And what so I was odd. thinking. That is odd. But... The yarn requirements for this, they seem a little high, but looking at it, it's a very loose-fitting t-shirt, and it is, it's is—it's not a tunic, but it's on the longer side. So that that defines why it needs three skeins. But I haven't decided what yarn I want to use. That would be good in coast also, It probably though. would be good in coast, but I'm thinking I might want to try the wool silk. Oh. So, we'll see. And that wouldn't make it too warm? I don't know. I think don't of know. silk as being really warm. I don't know if silk would be warmer than cotton. Yeah. Because so, cause they're equivalent, I believe, anyway, they're equivalent amounts of wool. I mean, you know what? It might be less silk than cotton so perhaps the coast would be the better option in that case i probably would have to buy some (laughs) 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 because i don't know if i have a three sweater or three skein quantity i might only have a four and you don't want to use a four if you only need three because you'll need that four for another project at some point that has more yardage require or a higher yardage requirement that way
0: can't break up a sweater quantity i get it
1: and it will give me a chance to choose a springy summery color yes because the colors that i have at home i know are darker colors so it would probably be good to get
0: a lighter color it's always good to get another color (laughs) of it's always good to do that
1: so there is that yes And then the, and that, okay, that is a soggy by Bristol Ivy, a plain t-shirt. And then the second Bristol Ivy pattern that I'm stocking is a fingering weight pullover called O'Keefe. And this one is from the book Knitting Outside the Box. And there are probably other patterns in this book that you'll hear about in future episodes, but... This is the one that I picked to talk about today, and it is a lightweight pullover, fingering weight, with a crew neck, and it has triangular lace panels on the sides of the sweater, giving it a nice A-line shape, and which makes the top, well, the top, since it's A-line, the top is more fitted, and then as you go down, it gets looser, and it's got the little lace panels on the side, I really like this one a lot and I could use one of my bigger larger I should say larger quantities of coast for this if I chose (laughs) that's cute I also have some wool that I could use for it too so this one is knit top-down it's three quarter sleeve the crew neck knit in the round one piece and yeah, pretty cute. Pretty both of these, pretty basic, but just with little lace insets in different parts of the garments. Wardrobe staples. Yeah, I think they would be. Yep. I think they really would be. This one, the more I look at it, the more drawn to it I am.
0: I yeah, really that's like pretty. that.
1: It's very pretty. I'm showing Gail a close up of the triangular lace insert that's on the side of the O'Keeffe pullover sweater. So this one could probably get on the needles pretty it soon. Could, because It could elevate from stocking it, it, to yes, what am I knitting? because I know that I have yarn for this. I know that I have several quantities of yarn that would work well. So that is O'Keeffe by Crystal Ivy. What
0: are you stocking, Gail? I'm stocking two things. One is not a new pattern and the other is a new pattern. The first I'm stocking is a pullover sweater called Herbarium by the designer Nadia Cretin-Lachene. And I actually got to see this sweater in real life last summer when I was in France. Isabelle of Fluffy Fibers was wearing it and it's a beautiful sweater. It's a pullover that has drop sleeves and the front of the sweater has an all-over lace pattern. And it's really pretty, it's just, Feminine enough with the lace, but it's that drop shoulder look that I really have been enjoying lately, and it has plenty of positive ease. Some people have knit it with less positive ease, but it's also a candidate for Holtz Coast. Mm. So I do have a sweater quantity in Stash that is enough to knit this, and several people have knit this sweater in the Coast yarn. So that was really nice to go to the pattern page, see, you click on Yarn Ideas. And see the yarn that you're thinking of. Yeah. And that's awesome. there's the filter at the top that says X number of these yarns are in my stash. Show these only. So if you just click on that tick box, it shows only the yarns that have been used that you currently have in stash. So up Pop to Coast, 11 projects knit in Coast, and I could go directly to those, and that was really cool. And one of them was even knit in a colorway I have. Oh. Yeah, so that <laughs> makes it easy. And then there was another one that was knit with Coast held doubled, which is a very oh, common thing that I've seen online. So Herbarium is a bottom-up sweater, which is the only thing about it that makes me kind of go, eh, because... I prefer top-down because then you really know it fits well versus the bottom-up. I mean, you can still get a handle on how long it is, but you can't really try it on the same way you can with a top-down. But I've knit so many drop-shouldered sweaters now that I think I could probably just measure Mm -hmm. the distance from the armhole down to know how long I want it to be for myself. So I'm sure I could make it work, but bottom-up sweaters just always kind of Make me a little like uh, I don't nervous. Know. Yeah. I'd rather do top down, yeah. but Calyx is bottom up, and that's on my list today to, di- to yeah. do too. So I can do this. Bottom <laughs> up is not going to defeat me. So that's Herbarium by Nadia Cretan-Lachene. The second pattern i'm stocking is a new pattern recently released by jen sheelin who is a friend of mine hi jen and it is her bride by the sea shawl which she designed for her sister and her sister's getting married in a few months so this was designed with her sister in mind who's getting married by the sea obviously it's a beautiful three color crescent shaped shawl and it has stripes that are lace and chevron and it's just really pretty it is one of the larger shawls because it does use, I think like 1,200 yards, so pretty much all of the three skeins, but it's beautiful. It's Mm -hmm. The colors she used in her design shawl are beautiful and I've already been texting her pictures of yarn (laughs) that I've pulled out of my stash and we determined that the combo I wanted to use was one of her skeins of yarn, her Cherry Jubilee colorway, which is natural and pink and brown variegated And then I have a skein of bear from Western Skynet, so it's natural. And I have a skein of Woolly Wonka fibers in a pink. That's exact same pink in the Cherry's Jubilee. And all three have sparkles.
1: Oh, wow. All three skeins
0: have sparkles. But Jen said she'd be nervous using that natural with those colors because they probably have red dye and that could bleed onto... My natural yarn, but she suggested maybe doing a citric acid bath before because I haven't yeah. wound them into balls yet. So I'm considering yeah. doing that. And then I
1: would do that and then wash your swatch. You know, make, a, you probably wouldn't normally make a swatch
0: for a, shawl. for a
1: shawl, but you could make one just to test it.
0: Yeah. And that's probably what I would do. But it also sounds like
1: a good combo. It was beautiful.
0: <laughs> Such a pretty combination. And If I did the citric acid bath and then rinsed, I would see if it was gonna bleed. I mean, there would be color in the water, so I would know. So I'm playing around with yarn ideas for that, obviously. And again, that was Bride by the Sea by Jen Sheelan. We want to thank our sponsor this month, who is Plum Deluxe Tea. Love trying new teas? Need a tea gift? Mother's Day is coming up. Look no further than Plum Deluxe and their hand-blended, all-organic, loose-leaf teas. Their online tea shop is filled with gorgeous tea accessories and some sweet treats. Join their Tea of the Month Club for special perks and savings at just $10 a month. And it also makes a fantastic gift. Visit PlumDeluxe.com to learn more. And I did sign up my sister-in-law for the Tea of the Month Club <laughs> for a Mother's oh, Day that's present. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it was cool because you can go on the website and you can set it to start at a specific month. So I set it mm-hmm. to start May 1st. So that was cool. And Charlene pointed out she's on the mailing list for Plum Deluxe that the PDF worksheet creating moments that matter that she talked about in the last episode, he featured that in his last newsletter. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. So
1: if you're not on the mailing list, go to the website and sign up because he does send out newsletters with every, every newsletter is different. Sometimes there's links to recipes or links to an article that is featured in the blog sometimes it's just tips sometimes there's a little recipe it's always interesting
0: all right so moving on to what are you knitting okay
1: i am still knitting i believe i talked about my calyx last episode this is my second calyx sweater that i have cast on the first one i finished i loved and then the second one I am now trying the Shibui yarns that Elizabeth used in her sample, and they're knitting up quite, quite differently, so it's going to be a very different sweater the second time around. The drape is very different, and my gauge for row gauge is very different, so I already think this sweater is going to be a little longer. I... There's something about when I knit with yarns that don't have stretch, I tend to knit them much looser. Yarns such as cotton or linen don't have that stretch built in that wool has. And so I tend to knit them a lot looser and consequently my row gauge, it's kind of odd. It seems to be getting more elongated elongated. yeah and i can't figure out if it's because the sweater is already stretching (laughs) or (laughs) if my gauge is changing it doesn't seem to be changing but the sweater definitely seems a little bit longer than my first sweater has your did your
0: row gauge change from your swatch to your sweater work in progress a little bit, yes. Okay. So maybe and, it is growing as you knit. But that's what I mean.
1: Sometimes it's really hard to tell when you go from a teeny swatch to an entire garment. Because in this case, especially with a yarn that's probably prone to stretching, your swatch isn't going to stretch as much as your final garment because it just doesn't have the weight of the piece hanging from it. So, we shall see. I'm not not dissatisfied and I won't be un I'll be fine with it if it stretches, if the sweater turns out to be a little bit longer and it stretches longer. Because like I said, it'll be different from the first one. So, we shall see. I'm enjoying knitting it and I'm really anxious to have this one done because it. I can see myself wearing it a lot. I've been wearing my first calyx a lot and I probably won't be able to wear it for much longer because of the wool content so I'm really hoping to finish this and be able to wear it while it's still windy and still spring-like and (laughs) yeah because it's a great spring sweater in the linen yarn so that is calyx by elizabeth doherty and then the second thing i am knitting is another pattern that i'm also knitting the second version of it's in my hands right now it's my second jessica jones cowl that you've heard about for months and months now that's going to go perfectly with with this sweater. sweater. oh goodness i'm just always knitting on this one it seems it's the perfect carry around project. So that's Jessica Jones' cowl pattern on Ravelry. It's a pattern by Sminay. How about you, Gail? What are you knitting?
0: Well, the sweater that I forgot to talk about, our second take <laughs> last episode, is Light Rain, the pullover by Hohi Locatelli. I have been chugging along on that. At our retreat, I managed to knit most of the remainder of the body. So when I got to the retreat, I was about three inches past the separation for the sleeves. And I was able to finish most of the body because we had so much dedicated, wonderful knitting time. And as soon as I got home, I stopped knitting on it because my hands are not super happy about knitting with this yarn that is cash cotton. It's a discontinued yarn by Rowan and it has cotton, cashmere, angora, and nylon and maybe a tiny bit of wool i can't remember however the majority of it is cotton and it's really not very forgiving on my hands mm-hmm. so you just mentioned that when you're knitting with plant fibers your gauge gets diff- or your gauge gets looser mm-hmm. i think i tension tighter because oh interesting yeah i think we're the opposite on that because seriously my hands hurt and so I took a break from it and then I picked it back up. It was time to work on the sleeve. So I cast on the first sleeve and I usually do my sleeves on nine inch circular needles. So little tiny cirques. And that combined with the cotton yarn is really not making yeah, my hands that would. happy. Yeah, <laughs> So I can knit on that for about an hour or maybe a little more and then I have to switch to a wool project. Mm-hmm. So the sleeves, I'm almost done with the first sleeve and it's just gonna be, I just have to, you know, admit that it's going to take a while to get the sweater finished because of the nature of the yarn. Because I have the second sleeve to do, and then I have the turtleneck. So the turtleneck will also be on probably a 12 or 16 inch needle and all ribbing. And ribbing is not my favorite thing to knit, especially in a non-elastic yarn. Mm. So this one's going to take a while to finish, but I'm okay with that because I have some other knits that I'm knitting.
1: Well, it's interesting you mentioned that because I think I... Hold the needles looser and just hold my yarn looser, possibly in an attempt not to get the sore hand. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was thinking as you were saying
0: it, I was thinking, well that's probably why her hands don't hurt, because she's not tensioning it as tightly as I'm, I am. I'm trying. Yeah, because, because you're I of would it.
1: have to tension it much tighter to keep that tight
0: gauge. Yeah. Because
1: that's just the nature of the beast for me and the way that I knit it.
0: Yeah. And that also makes me think Calyx is in my queue right now and I have the yarn as well, but I'm not going to do two back-to-back sweaters that are natural fibers (laughs) because my hands would regret that. Yeah. So Calyx will be probably the third, well, I'm hoping to start Mike's sweater soon and then Calyx could be after that. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. But in the meantime, I've cast on two new things. One of them is another Hohe Locatelli pattern I did cast on for the Fading Point Wrap. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching Hohe's journal, her YouTube journal slash video podcast, and she her last episode she talked about the Fading Point Wrap and she was so excited about it and she showed the pattern and how it works and how you knit it and just her enthusiasm, and the knit- she has a knit-along going on right now, and I thought, okay, I've had these five <laughs> skeins of pink yarn already designed for a fade. I was going to knit Naema, and I didn't. I was just waiting for the perfect sweater. I thought maybe I'd do Shell Seeker with the yarn held doubled, but something about that wrap just really makes me want to knit it. I know. I can't figure it
1: out either because I look at it, and I think... It's a blanket. Do yeah. I really want a blanket? Exactly. Five skeins of fingering weight. Do I want to knit a blanket? And all of me screams, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> knit, knit, it, it, knit it. Knit it now. <laughs> so watching He put it on, she was saying that it's the size of pashminas, which she likes to wear often. Hmm. And so if you think of a pashmina, it's about that size, apparently. She said, a lot of people have asked me if I'm a really small person. And I say, no, I'm a, you know, average European size person. And thus it's not too big, you know, I'm sure you could block it out to be enormous, but I did go down a needle size and I cast on, you cast on, if you want it to look like hers, you cast on with the darkest color, and then you knit some garter and then you knit some lace, and then you knit some garter and some more lace, and then you start to fade the first two colors together. So. From that point, you do fade, lace, the next section of garter, you fade again then lace, et cetera. So you build it in that way and you are knitting from the long ends of the shawl towards the center. And you do two pieces that mirror each other mm-hmm. and then you join them at the center in some to be determined way. I haven't read <laughs> through the pattern that far, but I did cast on my dark color and I have not very much of it done so far but it's a really fun, relaxing knit. I'm loving the color that I'm using right now. It's called Saltwater Cafe and it's beautiful. And I'm thinking I might want a whole sweater quantity of that color. <laughs> but, Who makes it? Uh, I knew you were going to okay. ask me. I Sorry. Can't remember. Sorry. <laughs> it's not Lake yarn. She was in Santa Cruz for a visit a year or two ago and I talked to her and everything and I can't remember.
1: It's okay. It's okay. So anyway, it's on my project page. I'm so sorry.
0: And it's just a fun knit. I've been enjoying it. And it's a great break between that and light rain. And the third thing I'm knitting is the Violet Waffles hat again by Haldora J. And this is a gift for a friend. And I've been knitting while walking the dog lately. So I've had hats on the needles because I can actually knit those while walking and Mm -hmm. not trip and fall. So. Yeah, for I had been doing it for a while, and then I stopped, and now I'm back to doing it again. So <laughs> this that's what I'm knitting right now, Violet Waffles, and I'm using Malabrigo Rios in the Purple Mystery colorway, which is beautiful. It is. It's I'm, so I'm pretty.
1: So jealous looking at that color. It's a that's gorgeous color. Well, just, I got at the Swift Stitch. Just so. beautiful. <laughs>
0: oh, love it. So those are the three things that I'm knitting.
1: Okay.
0: So what <clears> have <throat> you finished since the last episode?
1: I just finished my Flam cardigan, which is a pattern from the fall 2015 Amirisu. Apparently I'm catching up on Amirisu.
0: Apparently, patterns.
1: yeah. <laughs> because I seem to be this is the second one that I've mentioned this episode. Mm-hmm. So and they're they're both older patterns. Not not super old, but a couple years. I mean 2015. I've had my eye on this sweater. I, I would say since. I think I remember looking at this issue of Omi Risu in a yarn shop in the East Bay. I remember looking at it and thinking that I liked this sweater. So that was uh, two years ago.
0: So, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's stuck <laughs> and with it's you. Been, yeah, it has. And it's been in and out of the queue. Flaum is a worsted weight sweater. It's a cardigan with positive ease. It's made with all over ribbing. It's got two kinds of ribbing in it. A standard knit one, purl one ribbing and then what's called a fisherman's rib, which is a ribbing where you knit into the stitch below. And it creates a really stretchy squishy. It's so squishy. (laughs) Really squishy. squishy. When you look at it, it looks very similar to brioche, to me, to my, to my eye. I'm not a brioche expert, so I'm sure a brioche expert would look at it and say, ha ha, they don't look anything (laughs) alike. But to me, it's, it's got that nice defined look. Gail also said it has that defined look of the row of stitches that you get Or that you see in twisted rib, too. Yep. It's really pretty. So something similar to that. But the stitches aren't tight like twisted rib stitches tend to be. This one is just so stretchable and squishy and so pretty. It's really pretty. (laughs) So the flam is an open front cardigan. It's got pockets, little open pockets. It's got three-quarter sleeves and the fronts are a little bit shorter than the back not a lot they're kind of slanted so that your hands just kind of naturally go into the pockets and i like it's a that very cute little look yep i really enjoyed the stitch patterns on the sweater i ended up doing my fisherman's rib in a different way than was specified in the pattern in a way that worked better for me and it still looked the same. I'm not sure why exactly it worked out the same, but it looked the same. In the pattern, the way that it's written is to do a knit one, purl one, and then I think you purl, when you get to the purl, you purl into the row below. And I just did knit one, knit into the row below, knit one, knit into the row below, which I've seen on other fishermen's rib, patterns and it worked the same it looks the same to me so if it's not 100 percent exactly the same
0: it's still beautiful i'm fine yeah
1: <laughs> because when i did my swatch the stitch looked a lot nicer to me it just was more even and smooth so i was very happy with the way that came out but the one thing that i really am excited about on this one is the western sky knits rock girl colorway Oh, my gosh. So pretty. Oh, my gosh. Now I know what I'm going to be buying next year. (laughs) Stitches again. More sweater quantities of of the Rock Girl, which is a dark, dark granite-like gray with these purple speckles in it. Purple, tonal purple. So it's ranging from a pinky purple to a dark purple. And just little speckles throughout Speckles and like swaths of it too. Yeah. It's it's amazing and wonderful. And the background grey is also a little tonal too. Mm -hmm. So overall you get this effect of just grey with a little purple wash to it. Oh it's gorgeous. I love it. I love it and it's totally me. Yeah, it is. And anybody would look at this color and say, Oh, that's Charlene's color because it's got the grey and the purple and It's gorgeous.
0: (laughs) And her Jessica Jones shawl sets off the purple in floum perfectly. It does. It's a magical combination, those two things together. It's
1: beautiful. So I'm really, really happy with this sweater, as you can tell. (laughs) I don't often make worsted weight sweaters. And this yarn had been sitting in my stash for a couple years because number one like i said i don't often make worsted weight sweaters but number two this color i knew in the skein was just going to be magical and i have to say it knit up even better than i imagined it would that's the coolest it it really is so very very happy with this so thank you to kim for the wonderful colorway and the pattern Floum is by justina lorkowska how about you, Gail? What have you finished?
0: I finished my Raven's Cliff shawl, which I mentioned in the teaser in the beginning. And as I try to take it off my head so I can look at it, <laughs> it's a really pretty shawl knit in DK weight scraps. So the gorgeous, designer gorgeous. had used 28 different colors of Madeline Tosh DK twist base and used, I think, black as the contrast color in between. And I went through all of my DK weight scraps and I came up with it ended up being 10 colors. It started out as nine. And then because I did the wing tips a little differently than the pattern, I ended up with more stripes. Mm. So I added a a 10th color. So it goes from pink to burgundy, to red, to orange, to yellow, to green, to teal, to kind of a medium blue, to navy blue, to black. And it's really, really pretty. It's all garter stitch. So it's super squishy and comfortable and it's hitchhiker-esque in the fact that it has teeth at the at one end of the shawl so you do some short rows to get the shaping of the teeth and then you do a little bind-off to get the edge of the tooth and then you start on your next stripe and it was addictive because of Mm -hmm, the stripes mm -hmm. so it's really fun to knit things with stripes because all you want to do is get to the next stripe and you don't want to stop knitting for the night because you're almost to the next (laughs) color and... The only thing that I'm disappointed in, and this is gonna be very funny, is that I still had yarn left (laughs) when I was done. So the whole point of this was to use up some of my DK weight scraps and actually use up all of the scraps and thus not have as much in my scrap bag. And I have a beautiful, wonderful shawl. And I still had some of the colors.
1: Well, now that you've made something in that color progression, maybe you just make a hat. That's what where I, you use up
0: exactly. every bit
1: of what you have. Yeah, and this
0: is the Raven's <laughs> Shawl by Annie Hamilton. And so the next thing I knit was a hat. I knit the I Was a Teenage Mutant. And I used the red, burgundy, orange, and yellow that I had left. So now the first one, two, three, four, five colors that were in the shawl all of that yarn is gone. Yay. So I did get rid of those. And I thought for some reason all the green was gone, but just on the way here to get you when I stopped for yeah. Boba, I found a chunk of that <laughs> green yarn in the bottom of my purse. I don't know how I got there, but there's green left. So I'm going to have to do another hat that uses up... The I'd, dark colors, the green. Yeah, yeah, but I have a lot of the blues left because these are the shorter stripes. So the stripes get shorter as oh, you... So you cast yeah. on the long edge, which was pink, and then you move... As you go, you're decreasing the stitches so that by the time you That's get to okay. the ending stripes, you don't use nearly as much yarn.
1: So you'll have a couple hats.
0: Yeah, or I'll okay. use the blues and something else because they go together really well. They do. So i super, super happy with the pattern. <laughs> it's really, really pretty. Yeah, I'm, it
1: came out really sweet. Yeah, I'm
0: super impressed with the colors and the way they worked. It kind of speaks to my overall choice in yarn that I ended up with scraps that worked so well together. (laughs) So my my choices, these are jewel-toned, I would say, and that's such a good representation of the colors that I normally choose. So I'm super, super happy with this, and it's gonna match everything I own because these are all yarns from previous knits. So Mm -hmm. when I brought it to the Swift Stitch to work on last week, I was wearing my Clio, which is the blue yarn in here. And I was saying, and look, it's the same yarn as this sweater. So I have a lot of sweaters in my stash that go exactly with this shawl. So got to love that. Yeah. And finish one more thing. I did finish the Malabrigo Waffles Cowl, which is the second part of the gift I'm knitting in the Malabrigo Rios Purple Mystery. And I was feeling rather poorly last weekend, so I actually ended up knitting two weekends in a row, pretty much dedicated knitting time, Mm. and ended up knitting that cowl in a weekend, two two skeins of Rios, because I was sitting on the couch feeling kind of ick, so got a lot of knitting time in. So those are the three things that I've finished. So before we go
1: on, I just wanted to say thank you so much to everybody who has sent me condolence messages over the past couple of weeks. The passing of my mom has just been dreadful and sad and awful and your messages really do help. So thank you and I appreciate that. We have a wonderful community. We do. We it really, it really do. Mean a lot. It does. So Gail and I have been talking about something that we've been affectionately calling the hashtag Yarniacs Sweater Challenge, but really you could do this exercise with shawls or hats, or you can take summer sweaters, winter sweaters, that kind of thing. And what it really is, is an exercise to figure out what you really wear, not what you knit, or not what you have knit or not what you like to knit. (laughs) Not necessarily (laughs) the same thing. It's not, but what you really wear. And so what I have done is I've selected a sampling of five sweaters that I have been wearing most recently. They were the five sweaters that I had not put away in my bedroom. So I know that I have been wearing them <laughs> in and out. The yes, the top of the pile. <laughs> I know that I have been wearing them a lot recently. So for me, this Yarniac sweater challenge is going to be about what I have been wearing most recently. So it will be somewhat end of winter, start of spring type sweaters. Gail picked something that was
0: a little different. So I'll let her explain that. Yeah. I picked my most worn ever sweater. And then that kind of led me to the other two I wear the most, which happened to be recent finishes, but I think I've worn them more than most of my other sweaters that mm. were finished years ago. Mm-hmm. So even though they're recent FOs, they already are up on the favorite sweater yeah. list yeah. mentally. They're, yeah. they're what I reach for now. So, similar criteria to what you did.
1: Yes. So, for me, the five sweaters that I have been wearing a lot and have been in heavy rotation are, number one, one of my confetti sweaters, two, my calyx sweater, which is only a very recent finish, but I have worn it a, a lot. lot. Yeah, <laughs> you
0: have. You wore it twice at knockers.
1: Yeah. Number three, one of my boxy sweaters, number four, my neon cardigan, and number five, my wishes cardigan. (laughs) Three of those are OE patterns. Oh, Uh, yes. neon, and wishes. Yes. So, yes, that that does tell us another piece of information. Yes, it does. So... The challenge part of this exercise is once you have your garments laid out in front of you, look at the color, look at the yarn weight, look at the fiber, look at the design elements, look at the construction and look at the amount of ease. And if you write that down for all your sweaters, maybe you will learn something about what you wear.
0: And you might be startled. You might be, (laughs) or surprised.
1: Yes, now for me, the colors weren't that startling. Mine were ranging from purple through grays and then the confetti had two colors. It was the blue-gray with a natural, but then the natural color, also was in my calyx that was a really light gray slash natural so that could really go either way i think it's probably more of a light gray i think so too but it's it tell it tells me something that i really did know that my (laughs) colors that i knit tend to be purples blues and grays Mm -hmm. actually heavy on the gray in this sampling which I did know because I have been leaning in that direction of late I have had if I pick picked sweaters at other times it probably would have been heavy on the purple but I did know that as of this time right now I'm leaning heavily towards the gray and then yarn weight mine were predominantly Fingering weight, I had the one cardigan in there that was a DK weight, and that one probably only because we have had some cold weather in the last month, so I have been wearing it if we if I did this exercise at another time of year, that's what it probably wouldn't be in there but like I said, my choice is m- my choices are based on what I am wearing right now for this time of the year so neon out of the purple decay kept me warm (laughs) fibers predominantly wool there were two blends there was a one wool silk and one wool cotton but predominantly wool design elements that apparently i really like are drop shoulders and raglan sleeves now two two of them were raglan two were drop shoulders and then neon was kind of a hybrid set in sleeve i can't remember contiguous Contiguous, that was the word so i I would say raglan drop shoulder probably more my range of comfort or what i prefer to wear but i also occasionally do that set in style construction three were top down and two were bottom up Oh, that surprises me yeah that was interesting but boxy and calyx were both bottom up (laughs) and both sweaters i'm very happy with so that should give me a little bit more comfort in knowing that i I can knit a bottom up sweater mm-hmm. and make it fit the way that I like.
0: You know, I'm just going to throw this out there. So, we know that this is Elizabeth's one and only bottom up sweater because of the lace pattern. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that Hohe has done too many bottom up sweaters either. Mm-hmm. So, that's just an interesting remark that out of all of the sweaters of those two designers that you've knit, the two that I really yeah, like and really wear are their bottom up designs. Interesting. Yeah.
1: So, and then the last one is ease. Four out of my five had greater than six inches of positive ease. So apparently I don't mind a little bit of ease or in the case of boxy, a lot of ease. Mm -hmm. That one does have a lot of ease and confetti as an A-line sweater has a lot of ease in parts of the sweater and calyx drop shoulder. A lot of ease there too. Yep. So the positive ease is just comfortable and it's been what I have been wearing lately.
0: All right. So my three also have positive ease in common. So ease, ease, ease. The first sweater I picked was ease by (laughs) Alicia Plummer. That is my most worn sweater of all time. I wear that sweater. It's like the equivalent of a pajama top for me, basically. If I'm cold, it's the first thing I reach for. And the other two sweaters are more recent finished objects, but I've worn them a ton. The first one is Shell Seeker by Heidi Kiermaier. I think I've had that on at least five times a week (laughs) since I finished it. And Cleo by Elizabeth Dougherty. And that one I wear a lot as well. So Cleo gets put on more often if I'm actually leaving the house. Shell Seeker and Ease are my at-home sweaters. And I work from home. So I wear my at-home sweaters. A lot more than my go out of the house sweaters mm-hmm. so what did mine have in common well color is interesting because ease is a worsted weight sweater and it's a merino cashmere nylon blend from western sky knits and the colorway is called go go girl and it is a bright 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 pink mm-hmm. super happy color for me my cleo is a dk weight sweater 100 percent merino and it's in a navy blue, which I'm leaning more and more towards blue. I've always had blue in my closet and in my yarn stash, but it wasn't necessarily the first thing that I I would reach for, but navy is becoming my new black. I'm wearing Mm -hmm. a lot more navy, and that makes Clio one of my go-to sweaters. Shell Seeker is also a DK weight, also 100% wool, so two DK weight sweaters and one worsted weight sweater which really surprised That's interesting. me. interesting. Yeah, because I would expect from myself that I would wear my lace and fingering weight sweaters more, but those are the ones I wear when I leave the house. Mm-hmm. And because I'm at home most of the time, I don't wear those sweaters very often. So I'm learning that wool and heavier weight, and all three of them are pullovers. So I knew that about myself. I knew that I'm more prone to wear a pullover than mm-hmm. a than a cardigan, especially a cardigan that doesn't close in the front. I just pretty much don't knit those at all anymore. But Shell Seeker, going back to the color, two different grays and a bright, bright green. Mm-hmm. So that is unusual. I think that the gray is my comfort zone. Like for you, I have a lot of gray sweaters and a lot of gray in my wardrobe. And I think just... It was just coincidence that that green is what I picked. And it's not... I don't reach for the sweater because there's green in it, but it's a happy color. And I do... I like the fact that it's gray mixed with a happy color. So the weight of the yarns, the composition of the yarns, that they're mostly wool, and then the fact that the colors are varied, but they really represent my color palette Mm -hmm. in a way, too. There aren't any jewel tones in it, but... I would re-knit some of those sweaters in Jewel Tone Yarns and a heartbeat. So other things that those sweaters have in common, they all have positive ease. And I've found that the older I get and the more that my body changes, the more ease I want. So (laughs) be it A-line or otherwise boxy, they all have positive ease. And the Ease sweater does have shaping, but it's a roomy sweater. It's like a a sweatshirt, even though it does have shaping the other thing they all have in common they're all top down they all have really long sleeves because i like my sleeves to be long to cover my hands when my hands get cold Mm -hmm. they're all long enough well shell seeker isn't quite long enough but that i can pull my hands up into my sleeves if i want Mm -hmm. to and they're all just really comfortable sweaters so i can wear them with anything whether it's leggings with a skirt or whether it's yoga pants or whether it's pajama pants or whatever it is, I feel comfortable with whatever I wear them with and even dresses. So maxi dresses with these sweaters over the top of them work really well. And Cleo, especially because it's a shorter, you know, high hip length sweater, I think really works well with skirts and dresses and it feels dressed up because it's cables. That's the other weird thing. So they're all top down, Ease doesn't have any design features other than a funnel neck, so I like having my neck warm, but it's a raglan. Shell Seeker is a raglan with a rolled collar, so it doesn't have any collar finishing, it just rolls from the stockinette. Those are both raglan shaping, so that didn't surprise me because they were fun to knit. And then Shell Seeker has the kangaroo pocket in the front, which mm. I love. I'm surprised more of my favorite sweaters don't have pockets, <laughs> but that one does. And then Clio is top down, but it's a drop sleeve, drop shoulder set in sleeve mm-hmm. and it's cables. So I have two favorites that are just stuck in it with very little in the way of design features. And then Clio is a cabled masterpiece. So again, that's my going out of the house sweater that I put on over a dress or a skirt. So I'm trying to dress myself up apparently. And that makes me feel... More dressed up and it's somewhat sophisticated color and not, you know, one of my brighter pinks. Not that I hesitate to wear brighter pink, but I guess when I'm going out and trying to look fancier or nicer, that's just what I'm reaching for. So, all positive ease, all long sleeves, all top down, and all heavier weight wool. So, Interesting. yeah, I and Charlene did mention it's been chilly, so we've had the opportunity to wear these sweaters lately. And I sit at the computer a lot, so I do get cold, and then I reach for these sweaters. So I think that has something to do with it, especially why Ease is one of my most worn. And you said your sweaters are all at the top of your pile. Mm-hmm. Same thing in my closet. These sweaters are always right there. So when I get cold, I walk into my closet, and that's what I grab because it's right there. But confetti is very close on the list. Very, very yeah. close.
1: And I think it, it'll be interesting for us to revisit this in three months Mm -hmm. and see what we're wearing when the weather is a lot warmer and see what the differences are because i expect probably the the weight would change and that kind of thing but it will be interesting to see if the colors stay the same and if the construction or the design elements stay the same and just really try to get a sense of what it is that we wear the most As opposed to what we make or want to make.
0: Exactly. Because (laughs) the want to make thing, I don't remember what it was last week that I was stocking. And it fit into that category. Oh, it was a Kate Davies sweater. Mm -hmm. Fit into the category of beautiful. It has all the design features that I'd want, but I don't think I'd ever wear it. Right. So there are those sweaters that we admire, but we wouldn't necessarily knit. And then apparently I have a lot of sweaters that I admired and I knit and then I don't necessarily wear. Yeah, which so, is so sad. I know. I have to <laughs> I have to remedy that. One of my love your stash goals this quarter was to actually wear my hand knits more frequently. Oh, okay. So instead of just admiring and using my stash, my sweaters are knit up stash. Right. And they need the love too, my they sweaters do. and my shawls. They so do. I've definitely been reaching more for my shawls and my hats because as I get mm-hmm. cold at the computer, I just plop a hat on my head mm-hmm. and it's a good, easy go to warm up.
1: Yeah. So if you want to play along with Gail and I, please do. Hashtag Yarny X Sweater Challenge. Look at the last or the most worn five sweaters that you have. Like, like, like Gail and I, maybe you want to take the five that are on top of your pile, or maybe you have the five of all time, but look at the color, the yarn weight, the fiber, the design elements, the construction, and the ease.
0: Yeah, and let us know, there are four airplanes flying over right now. <laughs> four of them in formation. That's very unusual for Santa Cruz. So sorry about that. That was very odd. That is. You don't see that around here very often. So we will put those categories in the thread for this episode. And hopefully some of you will play along and see if you discover anything that surprises you about your most worn sweaters. Because I'm telling you, the weight of mine kind of surprised me
1: yeah that does surprise me but like you said i think the time of year has something to do with it so we'll see yeah. i'm sure it changes depending but I'm interested on the weather to
0: see what everybody else has to learn about I am themselves too. and I we will too. do this again with shawls and yes, other things exactly. periodically
1: i think it'd be fun to do with shawls just to see what's out there because my shawl knitting is all over so the place so is mine but with shawls, I think I tend to wear anything and everything.
0: I need to get that. At least more I think
1: that. it will be interesting to see if that's the truth.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is, that's the point of the whole exercise, is what you think you do the same as what you actually do. Right. Yep. And it can help advise your yarn purchases and pattern purchases. I,
1: that's what I'm helping. Yeah. So we'll, we shall see. We shall so see. So play along with us
0: and we'll see what you wear the most as well. And I'm going to revisit my queue and see which of the upcoming things. Calyx is a DK weight mm-hmm. pullover. So that's a score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another of the sweaters that I want to knit, it's fingering, but it's a drop shoulder pullover. It's Felicitas. So that's a oh, score. Yeah. Yeah. So now this is making me rethink my entire <laughs> cue. So play okay. along with us. And thank you very much for listening.
1: Happy knitting. Happy knitting, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: You can find our podcast on iTunes at
1: Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily
0: Whaley.